never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Hello there, and welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name is Christopher Brown. Who would take their influences oh so directly from Herschel Gordon Lewis? Who would make a film that's a sleazy, slightly too long version of Blood Feast? Who would make Mardi Gras Massacre? A film, as its cover so gleefully puts... An American splatter movie. Today, I'll try and explain what that film is and concentrate on who this mysterious writer, producer and director is. A man called Jack Weiss. New Orleans, Mardi Gras, masks and murder. The Mardi Gras Massacre. Beautiful women are dying, and so are the New Orleans cops. As they battle a bloodthirsty madman, a masked monster, Mardi Gras Massacre. Mardi Gras Massacre is a 1971 horror film, written and directed and produced by Jack Vice. It is, in a sense, a semi-remake to the seminal 1963 bad taste gore fest blood feast the story is set in new orleans a serial killer played by william mezzo in his only leading role wearing some form of welder's mask strikes during the mardi gras festival our story tells of him as he goes into a bar and asks for the most evil prostitute he can find takes to a basement, retires her up, cuts off her limbs, and then hacks her open. It becomes a cycle as he kills more and more prostitutes to get their hearts to sacrifice to an ancient Aztec goddess. On the other side, a policeman, played by Kurt Dawson, who also appears in Bloodbath, although not the Barva film that we'll discuss, but a movie we will touch on while talking about Bloodbath, Bay of Blood. He uh, he goes out or, or dates a prostitute and takes her as a lover and a source of information. And it's his job to hunt our killer down based on her tips. Will he catch him, our murderer, in time? Or will our murderer make a spooky getaway? <laughs> I am looking 
something's kind of special. And I'm very willing to pay for it. Ooh, that kind of money. You can buy anything you want. Tell me. Of all the ladies in this bar tonight, which one do you think is the most... The film itself plays like a very unfortunate version of Blood Feast. The design and ideas are similar through to the close-ups of naked dead women and their faces blood trickling out. But the deaths are not as imaginative, featuring the same shots of a naked body being cut up again and again and that body obviously being one of a dummy. Also, Bloodfeast revels in its bizarre comedy and absurdity. Mardi Gras Massacre is absurd, but mainly for its over-the-top soundtrack and painful acting. That said, I would venture to say it does have a grubby charm of its own, and it's and particularly aided, in fact, by its incredibly low budget and violent scenes. It is an unusual mix of disco, disco music, terrible fashions and horror i know that soundtrack is a little special if deeply inappropriate temple of schlock.blogspot.co.uk was kind enough to be able to furnish us all with a discovery of where this soundtrack came from it's a soundtrack of r&b disco credited to westbound records and the label's top production team at the time Dennis Coffrey and Michael Fyodor, known as Fiocoff Productions. There's no song titles or artists listing the credits, but a good man at Temple of Shark was able to identify the tracks and confirm the 1978 production date that's cited as the movie, despite the fact that really it got released a little bit later. Westbound Records were founded in Detroit by Armin Bolladen, in 1970, and its three most successful artists, the Ohio Players, Volkadelic, and Dennis LaSalle, then moved on. It needed a new production, and it uh, needs some new hits, which is where Fiocoff came in. Um, however, by the time Mardi Gras Massacre was completed, West Banner lost its distribution deal, and Fiocoff were looking for work. Our man from the website wrote to Dennis Coffrey to confirm it in 2006 and he answered, A long time ago, Mike Fiodor and I and Armand from Westbound worked on a film score based upon things we'd already recorded. It's a pretty gory film. I don't know if that's the one you're referring to. And it was. All of Goffrey's songs, if you're interested, are pulled from Back, back Home and the Fiodor numbers were from Cosmic Wind, which were both released in 1977. A lot of songs are heard twice in the film, and that intro to Cosmic Wind is played 
constantly for all the gory scenes. It's a little bit spooky and different. So what of the director, Jack Weiss? His IMDb says they start, started with a few small budget uh, budget films in, in for the New Orleans driving circuit. Death Brings Roses, Storyville, Quadroom, before kind of hitting a little bit more joy with the B-movie Crypt of Dark Secrets. The Crypt of Dark Secrets penetrates beyond the darkness where the dead do return to live again. Twisted nightmares of those who have gone beyond the grave and returned possessing innocent young bodies. An unspeakable whirlpool of demonic madness and sexual possession. You pay for the whole seat, but you'll only use the edge. Crypt of Dark Secrets. Step beyond, if you dare. In Technicolor, rated R. Now that radio spot doesn't give you much to go on. The story's about an, an army ranger... Ted Watkins when he returns uh, back from a tour of Vietnam and decides to abandon society and take up residence in a remote corner of a Louisiana swamp thinking Watkins has a stash of loot hidden away three thieves sneak in and murder the man in cold blood now this is where our actual horror story comes from before they get away a swamp witch performs a voodoo rite to bring Watkins' body back to life and take revenge. Yes, we have a naked witch movie on our hands. After that, his IMDb dries up. And in fact, it states that Mardi Gras Massacre came out in 2005. That said, I managed to do a bit of digging and find out a bit more about him. Presserus came out in 2008 and it was from Art Fist Fest International, based in Texas. Now, this is where Mr. Weiss now lives. He announced that um, he joined the company to produce and direct the programming for the company's art channel, Galleries, Inc. subsidiary. It's uh, a way of bringing buyers and artists together. It sounds like a sales job, really. Now, it goes a bit more into Weiss's um, major motion picture background saying that he's a director of photography on 14 feature films, and these films are not features on his IMDb. He's an IATSE film editor on eight films. He scored six major motion pictures, two with original. He's a member of the WGA, and also the director's, uh, a, a Directors Guild of America production manager. Apparently he's written on for TV, commercial documentaries and 40 major motion picture scripts. 
And his commercial background includes over 1,000 television commercials and numerous documentaries, including being a partner in three distribution companies which has created supervised motion picture campaigns. Then it goes into some interesting films he's been in, mainly True Grit, Tom Sawyer, Cincinnati Kid, and You Never Gave Me Roses. Now, I can't say any of those films were actually ones that he worked on. Live and Let Die, though, he did work on. He was production manager there, scouting, uh, scouting for locations. So that seems to be where it dried up. I've got a phone number for him in Texas, but I don't particularly want to ring it because I'm not sure whether a, a fan phoning up and asking about some film from 30-odd years ago would particularly fly with him now. There's something else interesting as well. There's a Kickstarter under his name that was set up in 2013 for a film called Blood Will Tell. It asked for $2.5 million, but hit $1 before missing out on any more funding. So, I thought, fuck it. Let's see if we can get an interview and find out more. So we put a, I put a call, well, call an email in to the contact from the Kickstarter. And I got an email back. But sadly, no contact from Jack himself. But it was a quick contact from a funds manager saying, I work with Mr. Vice. Any specific questions I can get, you, could get him to answer? And then they answer the question, do I have an interest in funding a new motion picture? Now, admittedly, it's been a while since I've worked in newspaper journalism, but possibly it was a little foolish when asked the question, are you willing to invest in a motion picture and you want to speak to the director? The answer, no, was probably the wrong one to make. That said, I did fire some questions off and then nothing. If he gets back in touch... I'll let you know. We'll do a new version of this podcast, either with his answers or more likely I'll make a little bit of a special. The Gold Star label was released this originally and it was later on the market label as well. It was banned as a nasty in November 1983 and stayed on that list throughout the panic, becoming one of the collectible DPP-39s. It is as rare as hen's teeth to get hold of this one. Um, And still banned. Um... Not because I think it's, well, naked women getting carved up. Maybe, you know, blades next to boobs. It probably could it could be a chance of it getting caught these days. But the violence is so ridiculous and it's so obviously comical. I think the way the BBFC says these things, it tends to be, you know, the film is, um, the films tend to be, you know, it, it, its impact has diminished over the years, which is a nice way of saying the gore effects are a bit shit these days. But you can get it if you wish. It is uncut and MPAAR rated and available on two DVDs, 2011 Code Res, which is probably the one you'll be able to get. The Jeff MVD R1 as well. A little bit of feedback as well from Rob Wilson, who um, has been so kind as to finish with plenty of responses so far and brilliant to get some feedback in and, and your opinions. I think we uh, share similar views on this one, to be fair. Watched this one yesterday and posted this on my Facebook wall. Because of trying to keep up with Video Nasty's podcast, coming up is 1978's Mardi Gras Massacre. It's a remake of Blood Feast with disco music. Our killer always kills in the same way, which doesn't make for a great slasher. The cutting of the victim's torso is grisly, but by today's standards, a bit fake looking. A fair amount of female nudity held my interest for a while, but even that couldn't help. 
the same way her orders of soon-to-be victim Chinese food had me sniggering to myself. Some of the dialogue is priceless. This movie would only be good to see with friends and plenty of them, to give it the mystery science theatre 3K treatment. And then he says, P.S. I wished I mentioned the music score. Very oddball mix. I actually liked the more eerie music. Again, good luck with this one, my friend, Rob. And thanks very much for that, Rob. I think it's fair that we kind of both agree on this one. Um, there are, as he said with the Chinese food, there are some elements of comedy, but it's it's no way... I mean, you know, we talked about uh, Blood Feast kind of playing up to its campy elements, but, I mean, this doesn't do it nearly as well, I think it's fair to say. And in the end of the day, if you're going to be derivative, maybe you shouldn't be derivative of a film like Blood Feast. probably take first prize in any evil contest. What do you want? About $200 worth. Well, for $200, I can't think of anything you can't have. All right. I've got a little apartment a few blocks from here. Come with me now. Wait a minute. You'll have to pay in advance. Now. If you'd like to get in contact with me, that would be great. My uh, email address is videonastiespodcast at gmail.com. My Twitter is at orange underscore monkey. And uh, you can go to our website, www.videonastiespodcast.com. 
gmail.com. Thanks to everyone who's been in touch, in particular uh, Jim Moon, which is at Hypnogoria, and also Wolf Ulrich, who is on Twitter as at, well, I'll spell it for you, W-U-S-T-X-T. And uh, we were seen chatting about Video Nasties, about Night Gallery, and also about Breaking Bad. So um, <clears throat> if you'd like to be in contact, please do. I'm always fascinated to know people's opinions and uh, to see how they're getting on and if their own opinions on this film have been quite brutal in the last two weeks in fairness in the, in the films, I'm not normally um, next week we have got um, an interesting film an interesting film um, a little bit more unusual perhaps it is Night of the Bloody Apes so until then, take care and I'll speak to you soon, goodbye seen a video nasty i wouldn't i have far too much how, how can you judge on video nasty? Oh, you've never seen one i actually don't need to see visually what i know is in that film Which one do you think is the most 